0: This podcast is all about courageous stories of people who have found that simultaneous space between grace and struggle. Meet my friends. Hey guys, I am here today with Havila Mickler, um, soon to be Fisher. Actually, she will be um, getting married this fall, and we're really excited about that. So we'll just get started, and I'm going to ask you, Havila, in a few words. Why do you think I invited you on here today? Um, I guess
1: probably because I'm your niece, and also because you know a lot about my history and my story, and it just, I don't know. And I think also because, I mean, not to brag on myself, but I do have a unique (laughs) past in history,
0: and yeah, I think that's. Absolutely. So tell everyone a bit about what you're doing currently in life and how old you are. A little bit about yourself.
1: I'm 18 and I just got back from Brazil. I was there for five months doing mission work and I've been doing mission work since last year, the beginning of spring. And it's totally changed my life and opened my eyes to the suffering that happens all around the world and not just the suffering that happens in my own life but also in others and has humbled me a lot
0: oh, gosh I'm sure I've loved hearing you share about it so for today tell me about one of your greater challenges that you've walked through in life there's a lot, but I guess the one that is the most,
1: that has affected me the most is my childhood and just the way that I grew up, because I had an abusive dad and an sexually abusive grandfather, so it impacted me in a lot of ways, and still to this day impacts me in my relationships with my family and my friends and my fiancé, and in every way possible, some good ways and some bad ways.
0: Yeah, so you, the impact is, I love the way you just shared it because the impact spreads to every area of your life. I mean, basically it was part of um, how you were formed and cultivated as a kid and a young person. And um, I love that you said though good and bad, positive and negative, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. (laughs) Um, so let's start first with tell us what it felt like in the lowest moments during some of this time for you
1: the lowest moment what definitely wasn't in like the abuse itself although that was hard it's just like whenever you're going through that you're kind of just block it out of your mind and pretend like it's not happening but it's the after part of trying to get healthy and it's hard because like that's when you have to look yourself in the mirror and like recognize like all the things that have been done to you and you have to change your mindset from this is your fault to this is not your fault and it's just something that happened to you.
0: That is awesome. That's really good. I think of um, changing that mentality from victim. Or first understanding there was victimization, but then changing from being a victim to moving forward, which is what yeah. you've done. And that is that's the struggle's real. So during the slow time, what what are some of the emotions you could describe to those out there listening?
1: I think the biggest one would be shame, because like even though it's not your fault that you go through those things, it still feels like that because that's what whoever abuses you makes you feel like that and even the devil makes you feel like that every day and so the biggest thing was shame like you look in the mirror and you think like oh I'm so disgusting because you have just like this heavy weight of shame and also just that weighs into every like aspect in your life you are like shameful so you're like why would I try to keep my physical health good because I'm so ugly or I'm so like I'll never be a good as good as other people and or it's the same with mental health too you just think like well why would I even try to like spend time with God because I'm just an embarrassment to life and it just makes you feel depressed and like you don't want to be on this earth and like for me as a Christian I knew that heaven and hell were a real thing but When I was in those deep places, it wasn't like that was really... I was like, hell would probably be better than this. So, I didn't really care to think about, like, if I committed suicide, if I would go to hell. Because at the end of the day, I didn't really care. But, of course, I'm still here, and God changed that (laughs) thought in my mind. And now... I mean, it still comes up sometimes, but I know that it's not me doing that anymore. It's the devil, and he's just trying to take over my life again, but try to not let
0: it happen. Yeah, so what were some of the ways that you realized those were lies?
1: Well, I knew they were lies because just deep down inside, you know that you, because you're made by God, you know that you're created in a beautiful way. And that even if maybe you're created in the worst way, like, by rape or something, you were still created. And, like, I truly believe that, for instance, if a girl is raped and she gets pregnant, I think that's God showing, giving her something good out of that bad situation. And so, deep down, like, you have, the like, all these horrible feelings, but you also know that you were created, but you don't figure that out until, like, you start spending time with the person that created you. So, Mm -hmm. you learn why you're created and who created you and what your purpose is.
0: Mm -hmm. So, I love that Mr. Rogers, one of my favorite quotes, is he said, that look for the helpers, you know, look for the helpers in tragedy. So, tell me about your helpers.
1: Um, I would definitely say my family and, um my counselor that helped me through it. I went to her three different times because I liked her a bunch, but anyways. (laughs) But definitely my family, I know you were a big help because you were there from the very beginning. And my mom and all my like sisters and brothers. And it just like, we were all going through the same thing. But, and I don't know if this is healthy or not, but we're all going through the same thing. But if one of us was feeling really bad, the other one would try to, like, pretend like they weren't feeling bad and try to help that person. (laughs) And so maybe it was, like, the blind leading the blind, but (laughs) we all picked ourselves up.
0: Right. That's right. So what were some of the ways that you coped, good and bad? Because I want everyone to kind of see that. You've talked a little bit about it. But share with everyone some of the good and bad ways.
1: I think my healthiest coping mechanism was through music and creative things. Because for some reason, whenever you listen to, or at least for me, whenever you listen to music and you're doing something creative like drawing or art or something, it just makes you stop thinking about the horrible things that have happened to you or are happening to you and it helps you to focus on the fact that you're just there and you're creating something beautiful and some of the bad ways was like an eating disorder and working out until I felt like I was dead and still not thinking that was enough or just like excluding myself from everybody and making myself just to putting myself in situations where I would be alone and which is more gives a double more room for attack and that was the biggest thing was just I never wanted to be with anybody and I was very socially awkward and just had a lot of social anxiety but I eventually learned to come out of that, because I realized just how God created us. He created us to live in community and relationship with Him, and I was doing the exact exact opposite, so everything was just falling apart, mm-hmm. and it was like I was in a burning building, but not being destroyed.
0: Mm-hmm. We do. We tend to isolate, but I love that you just said that about community. Absolutely, that's we we're created for community. So, in the beginning of this little talk, you said that you know it's a constant resolve for you. It's not something that is resolved. It's something that didn't happen overnight. So, as you continue to grow and pursue, and cultivate newness. What does that look like for you today? where you're at today? Today it looks like I
1: have to really take my thoughts captive with what I think about daily and what I watch because some things can like trigger me and I have to know my own body and like I have to know like the fact that if I watch a movie that's really violent I'm gonna have nightmares so don't watch a movie that's really violent so or to be careful with the type of music that I listen to. Like if I listen to a, a bunch of pop that is just the their view on women is just like oh, sex and drugs and stuff like that, that makes me just like have this thought pattern that isn't good and makes me start feeling like that is why I was created when I know that's not the truth. And it's the biggest thing is just taking my thoughts captive and also having someone to talk to and not being afraid to talk to people because my biggest fear is always over telling someone things and that's bad because like it keeps me from telling the truth and that is how I lived with the sexual abuse so long is because he... He told me, like, don't ever tell anybody, and so, like, that's always a constant thought in my head, and it's been several years to help me to get healthy. It's even hard for me to tell someone that I'm sad, because I'm like, I shouldn't tell anybody anything, so I just have to keep quiet, but it's, I have to do that, especially, like, about to walk into a marriage, I can't just, like, keep all my feelings to myself, because, that when you become when you get married you are one with that person and that person needs to know how you're feeling Mm -hmm. every day whether you're sad depressed or you're really happy and sometimes like even the good feelings too I can't even show them like oh I'm really happy but my face is just like I'm happy Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it's just like your people are like aren't you happy and I'm like yeah I'm really happy but I don't show any expressions and I think that's because of how I grew up it's just like the only emotion that I'm able to feel and express without feeling like shame or anything is anger which is not good because then that like it's just I let everything come into me like all the bad feelings all the good feelings and never tell anybody about it until it gets to a point where i just like explode like Mm -hmm. a bomb and
0: yeah so my favorite quote or one of my favorite quotes is miracles are retelling in small letters of the very same story which is written across the whole world in letters too large for some of us to see what miracle have you seen through this
1: there's so many i don't even know (laughs) which one to name a lot i've seen that god bless me with an amazing fiance that is nothing like my dad or my grandfather and just the fact that like i never thought i was worthy of anything and i never thought that like that my dreams would actually come true. And I know that sounds like very Disney of me, but (laughs) (laughs) it's true. Like, I always dreamed that I would, like, that I could go and travel the world and do things, and I never thought that that would ever come to be. And I always told my mom that I wanted to marry a German boy. Even though Jonathan's not (laughs) exactly German, it's still just like, God is blessing me in the little things, like, he's just constantly reminds me of the things that I always wanted as a child, but never, like, said out loud, like, traveling and getting married, and all those things are coming true, and, like, still to the like, every single day, there's a new little miracle, or a new little blessing in my life, and, oh
0: uh. What little blessing? Have you had a little blessing today? Little little surprise
1: of the grace? Definitely. I was feeling very upset because it's my time of the month. It's my period. <laughs> and so like, it's the first day and I always get very agitated. And usually like kids, I love kids so much and I love to work with them, but like sometimes they get on my nerves. But actually today I went on a walk with the kids that talked about babysitting and they were just they're so cute and their smiles are so bright and like they fall down and skin their knee but they're just like oh whatever I'm playing because life is so good and everything is (laughs) wonderful and I just thought like they're so optimistic about everything and they just know exactly like they really know how to live life to the fullest Mm -hmm. and that's how I want to be and I think that's why God always or Jesus always says in the Bible like you should have faith like a child or you should I don't know like you should never cause like these little ones to stumble and that's because like they're just like yes they can be bad but they're (laughs) they're just amazing blessings and they show you what it really is to feel every single thing and
0: yeah that's my blessing for today so if you have one thing and to share with those who might be struggling from past sexual abuse or physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, or be struggling with shame or self-worth or suicide thoughts, eating disorders. Um, What is it that you would wanna say to them right now? What's the song that you sing?
1: Um, I would want to say for you to find someone that you trust and really just unload on them uh, first you should probably tell the person so that they're not just like oh, wh- why are you telling me all this stuff but just really find someone that you trust and also take it to God and really like he is your father and it's for me it was always hard to look at God in that way because I have a horrible father so I was like if that's what a father looks like then I definitely don't know want to know God the father But I had to like, read the Bible and renew my idea of actually what is fatherhood, what it should look like, and how God is my father. And I would say just like, take it to God. And I know that sounds very cliche, but it really does work when you're really there seeking God. And in the lowest points, like maybe not, like in your lowest points. Someone might not always be able to be there for you, but God always will be. So He can definitely help you in every aspect of your life. And also just tell your friends and family and just open your heart to them. And maybe you will be rejected by some, but what's being rejected by one and being accepted by a lot or just being accepted Mm -hmm. by one, it's enough. And it's enough to know that, like, don't believe the things that you think in your head, because you do not know everything, so don't believe them. (laughs) Like, don't think that you're not worth anything or worth anybody's time, and don't say it like, oh, if I tell that person, then, like, maybe they'll have a bad day, because now they know, like, what bad things happen in the world. And you can't think like that. You have to sometimes think selfishly, which isn't really selfishly, but you have to think, like, I need help, and I know that God called me to live in community, so therefore, I have to find a group of people that I trust and I love, and that I can share this with, and I can get through this together with them.
0: Mm. Someone once said to me, uh, the mine's a dangerous place, don't go there alone. (laughs) 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 I thought that was so good so true Um, find somebody you can trust i love that how thank you so much for sharing with us um i'm just absolutely jaw on the floor like always when i talk to you you're so courageous and brave and so are you whoever's listening to this um you're braver and stronger and more courageous than you think and um, let us know if we can help Bye bye